Welcome to Change For You, By You, the podcast for bold, unapologetic women seeking real strategies for transforming their lives and careers. We offer no BS dialogue that empowers you to take all things to the next level. Today, we are the lucky, lucky hosts of Chloe Rada, who is with us from Zoom Info. She is the Talent Acquisition Senior Director Leader with the organization. Welcome, Chloe. Thanks for having me, and it's so great to having had the opportunity to meet you yesterday, and I love what, the mission, that what you're doing here, and I'd love to share a little bit about my journey. Yeah, well, we're excited. I, yeah, we're so And that's excited. a perfect place to start. Let's start with your journey. Sure. So um, I grew up in, we're here at the Talent Acquisition Week conference, so mm-hmm. I grew up in this space. I actually spent 10 years in a family business, so I have an entrepreneurial mm. background. Okay. Um, and that was a, a difficult place to start because I was the the, the owner, the CEO's daughter, right? So right. Um, I also mm-hmm. had, it was, it, it allowed me to create my own voice and my own place for me to be in this world. Um, of talent acquisition and recruiting and how to attract talent. So after spending time in the agency for about 10 years, uh, we were around for 35 years, my dad decided to retire, good for him, and and close the business. So I was left very early on in my career at Mm. a pivotal point. Mm. What do I do next? And I found myself at this point several times throughout my career. And Looking back at it now, almost 25 years later, I think it's okay because there's going to be several places in your life, both professionally and personally, where you don't have the answers right away and you have to live in the gray space. I always thought life was very black and white growing up. Um, my mom was also a very uh, successful professional. She has three degrees. She's taught nursing. Oh, wow. She um, has her business degree and then ended up getting her degree in accounting and led some very well-known um, audit departments for some very, very big fortune 50 brands. Um, So I had some really great role models and leaders in my life. Not all of us are fortunate to have that. So this kind of plays a part of my story because when I was first starting out, I needed to figure out who I was. And I think one of the great things was I was always being a curious learner Mm. and trying to learn everything I I could about this business because my journey was to take over the business. Yeah. Okay. So what did I do? I got myself involved in professional organizations. I volunteered to speak I'm speaking here at TA Week. This is probably the 11th time I'm here today. And yes, I'm still nervous doing it. <laughs> um, well, you're doing great. You're doing you. lovely. And I also decided to join professional associations, sitting on boards, getting to know people, and really just surrounding myself with a tribe of people that I could trust, those that could mentor me. Yeah. So mentorship comes just like leadership at all different levels. You can mentor up, you can mentor down. So I think doing that very early on helped me when I came to those crossroads when the agency closed mm-hmm. um, and after I left uh, corporate, my first corporate job after 10 years, after I was affected by the great reshuffle at two different companies mm-hmm. over the last couple sense. of years, yeah. yeah, I really fell back on that network that I uh, put a lot of emphasis on growing and developing very early on. And those are the people that I still go to today. And those are the people here that are speaking. These are the wonderful awesome. vendors, yeah. the vendors that are trying new things and starting right. up new types of business. Well, yeah. And I think curiosity um, is one of the themes that I see coming up in your story so often. And you talked about, you know, staying curious. What, is, what does that do for somebody when they're in that gray space like you've talked about? What has curiosity done for you? So one of the things I think we all 
have a hard time dealing or not just understanding is that being self-aware about who we are and what our strengths are yeah. so being curious and asking your trusted network what do you perceive as my strengths mm. uh, where do you think I could make an impact next and yeah. so I think that like it's not just being curious about like your your subject matter expert you know that whatever you're you're trying to learn about but it's curious about understanding who you are and your place in this world too so right um I have learned to be more self-aware it's helped me become a better empathetic leader mm -hmm. um but it also helped me realize hey I can I, I I've taken two different paths I've been this creative marketer but I also have been this T operations person, and it's like that's one that's left side of the brain and right side of the brain. <laughs> right, right. And and I realized when I came to a crossroad in my early 40s um, about what I was going to do next. I'm like, hey, I have two different, very different, distinct paths, and I've actually been able to bring them together in the last two roles that I've had. Sometimes you get that imposter syndrome, and you don't yeah. know how far you've come and how much you've accomplished until somebody can tell you, hey, I'm really impressed that you've done X, Y, Z in your career. Very early on, you got on stage. You didn't know what you were doing. Right. But my first speech, I literally read off a piece of paper. Right? <laughs> We've all had those <laughs> moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not normal? Yeah. That takes a lot of courage. Well, yeah, I think what's so interesting, too, about your story is that you've really, even though you started in an entrepreneurial you know, family business, you've really chosen to make your own path. And you've done that, like you said, through curiosity and investing in communities. But one more question I have just about that path in general is I'm sure there's been times when you've experienced doubt and you've thought, like, what the heck am I doing? How do you get yourself through those times? I call up people who have been a beacon of light for me. Mm. Um, that could be, you know, my family. It could also be just somebody that I have a really close relationship at work. That's mm -hmm. maybe, you know, not a reporting relationship. Or it could be somebody that I aspire to be, somebody like Melissa Thompson, who you heard speak earlier this year, yeah, who yeah. is TA at Ford. Some people who just do it right, but that don't, like, you know, that are real people, too, that are easy to approach, but then will give you, like, straight-up advice. Like, I think those are the people and those are the friendships that I crave more now at yeah. this point in my career. Like, just, you know, no bullshit, like you said at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the straight up advice and just that directness and transparency, it means so much because it saves us so much time. It does. And you know what? Also, like at one recent point in my career where I was blindsided by a company who was like, hey, this, this is just going to be this is just not as a right fit. Like mm -hmm. we made a mistake. We weren't ready for you. Like we didn't really realize like not ready for you, not ready for you. And so I called this person. He said, you're bleeping Chloe Rada. You don't ever worry about that. And you just mm. keep forging ahead. He's like, he's like, I will be here for you. I'll give you whatever advice you need. He's like, but just you know in the back of your mind, this is this is the industry for you and you will find your place. Right. It was just that little like boost of confidence. I was like, you know what, you're right. I'm not gonna let failure, which I perceived in my mind, right, really right. Wasn't failure right after all. at all. It was just, right. you know, not the right time, not the right place, not the right fit. Right. And I think mm -hmm. we experience that a lot. When we're trying to recruit talent into an organization, it's like, yes, can they do the job? But will they fit in here? And will they find their home? Will they feel comfortable, like they belong? And really, that sense of belonging, that, you know, that's very much a pivotal attribute in a community is belonging and yeah. safety. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're hitting on something. And one of the reasons I wanted us to be able to talk today is about that place of fit. You know, a lot of the women that we serve are reconsidering that 
magic globe and path and saying, what's next for me? What does it really look like? And they're looking for a right fit. So, you know, school us, Chloe. What what are we looking for when we're looking for a fit? What are you looking for on that side of the table? Tell us about the characteristics that indicate good fit for you. Yeah. I don't think it's easy to identify, and I think it's okay not to know right away um, where you're going to fit. Because having one or two conversations with somebody really doesn't give you a lot to go off of, right? Mm. So um, right now, the way that I approach just my life is through recommendations. People trust people before they trust brands. So I think it's really important to work for somebody or work with somebody who has a lot of connections you have a lot of mutual connections where you can where you can kind of vet that opportunity and just the leaders that you're working for as well so for me that's kind of what belonging means mm-hmm. is to know i'm walking into something where i f- am going to be able to be myself i am going to be able to um you know fail fast i'm going to be supported someone's going to be there to catch me um, i'm able to take bold risks um, that's a very much me as a as a person, and that's the type of environment um, I know I don't do well after having experience in very regulated industries. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like to, you know, I don't, I've never colored inside the lines, right? So <laughs> I think having those questions when you're interviewing or trying to figure out what you do next, like think about what is going to make you comfortable, but also you should be also a little bit uncomfortable too, because yes. that's how that's how you grow. And um, so I don't see that as, and that's why, you know, I think you can do the job, but does it really fuel your passion? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if it does, then that is, that's a good, like, light bulb moment for us all to go and explore. 100%. I, I think that's so wise. And, and as you've been embracing different paths for yourself, I'm just so curious. You've talked about embracing your strengths. Um, how have you accepted some of those weaknesses and, and mitigated them in different ways? How, how has that helped you in finding your path and your right fit? Yeah, so I think we've become very much um, a culture of understanding, you know, a 360 feedback. Um, and that's not always hard to swallow. Um, I have been told I could be intimidating. Um, and to me, I, that's hard to swallow because I feel like I am very open and I offer up and can give so much advice and I'd love to brainstorm with people, but maybe I just, you know, need to be not so intimidating, but I don't even know what that even means. I don't know. No, 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 no. I I think, Chloe, you're in good company, right? I think these are the women that get that feedback. And I, sometimes the question I have for everyone else is... You know, maybe everyone else is playing by different rules. And the sure. intimidation is is a piece of strength that you've probably just always had. In particular, when I think about your background and how you shared your family story, um, why not? Why not you to be strong and put your voice out there? And sometimes I think maybe the rest of the world just isn't ready for Chloe. Yes. Um, and so I'm working in a public tech company now. Um, it went public during the pandemic, and the the CEO um, is also was the founder. He's still leading the company today, and I love that. So I'm reaching back into that entrepreneurial, mm. 
a really scrappy type of way that I grew up understanding the business. Yeah. Um, my father always said to me, um, when you're struggling in business, either change your attitude or change your job. Oh, okay. Um, I and, love that. When I, you're struggling, either change your attitude or change your job. Love it. And then sometimes I've had a shitty attitude. I'm, <laughs> I, you know what? And I've been called out. Oh, that's honest. Yeah. 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 And it's I've been real. called out on it. And I was like, okay. But I always tell people that I hire and bring on, hey, if you're not ruffling feathers, you're really not doing it right. So you got to do that with tact. And that's just going to come with experience and time. And yep. so, um, as long as you can take good feedback and turn around something that might not have gone so, you know, so right in the first time, I think you'll you'll end up fine. Um, and you know, the the company that we're that I work for today, Zoom Info, we're very much customer service focused too. And so I find this ironic being here now, you know, almost twenty five years later. Um, the I remember those uh, motivational quotes. They were like black and white. Oh, this is back, and I forget. Are, the are you of thinking them. of accessories? Yes, accessories. Oh okay. my god! So yes. Before I even joined <laughs> the posters, yep. Before I even joined my family business, I always heard my dad. My dad talk about like the importance of like, um, like building the, and forming this relationship with their customers. So I bought this sign for him that he had hanging up on like right outside of office, saying, "If you don't take care of your customers, somebody else will." And so that is still, and I didn't even know what that even meant. What I just right. remember that like that was ingrained in my brain. And obviously I practice what I preach today. Right, right. Um, I don't serve customers. I mean, my customers are my stakeholders, essentially. Um, my customers are my candidates. My customers are also the employees that I brought on to grow and thrive within the organization. And so working in a customer focused company now, that's also, it just very much feels like where I'm supposed to be given like how I grew up. So right. your path can change. I think sometimes you don't realize that what, where you are is where you're supposed to be. Hmm. Yeah. Where so. you are is where you're supposed to be. So yeah. I guess a lot of like self-reflecting and, you know, I do that when I'm not at work. I do that in the shower, when I'm walking the dog, when I'm hiking on a trail, when I'm just doing like those things where your brain kind of sets off, you need time for that white space for, for those moments of realization to come to come through. And I feel like I lean into that when I'm struggling because that's what's going to like, you know, I, I don't I don't change my core, you know, my core beliefs and my values of who I am as a person. And just trying to align that in, you know, a future like endeavor that you're breaking into is really important as well. Yeah, a lot of wisdom there. A lot of wisdom there. So you gave me a little nugget that I wanted to explore a little bit with you. And um, when you said, what was the quote about change your, change your, if you're not happy, change your job? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, change your attitude or change your job. Yeah. So, you know, some of us get into that new role and we think the fit's going to be amazing. And then we're there long enough to realize this fit is not for us. So seeing what you've seen in the role that you're in today, Chloe, what would you advise women to do when they when they can already tell the fit's just not there because that's a hard place right we think we're all, we we might always think we're always right um and this was the dream job and it's all gonna work out but um what steps should i take when i know the fit kind of oh i just feel it it's just not right well hopefully you know at, at, at the company that you've 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 built an allyship with somebody that you can you can have an open conversation with. That might not be your manager, but it could be your manager. Mm -hmm. Maybe it could be somebody in an apartment that you collaborate with. Um, and I think you have to bring it up. And I think you can do it in a way where you want the best for both sides. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, or again, lean into your network, maybe a former mentor that you have, or maybe somebody you look up to, um, or maybe someone who's just gone through the same exact challenge that you have. So um, I hate that. I, you know, I've come to that feeling a couple of times mm-hmm. and it stinks, but you know, there's always one wonder closes another one opens. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It really is. So I appreciate you sharing that honesty and encouraging people to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we like to usually finish our uh, sessions with our guests with a particular question. And the question is, what is your billboard statement? It's that one statement, maybe quippy motto that has really guided you for most of your life. Sure. So this is a, a quote that has guided me through my professional career. Um, I've given you a couple other little nuggets you did. Is before, but don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Mm. Um, so, so I use that all the time because I have, I focused, I kind of switched, pivoted more from like employer brand recruitment marketing to TA operations. And so I, I do the, I hold those, both those roles today. So in operations and process excellence, you're always striving to be better, that 1% better every day. So, but I think, so I kind of use that in, in reflection of how to manage and TA when it comes to operational type things, but it also can apply in life too. Like, don't try to be so perfect. As I mentioned early on, like it's not black and white. Try to live within that gray space and try not to strive for perfection. Try to live in the gray space. Always hard <laughs> for those impatient women out there, Chloe. Know anyone? Know anyone? <laughs> well, well, thank you again. Yeah, thank you again. And uh, for everyone who joined us, thank you so much for listening. If this information was relevant to you or you think would be relevant to someone you know, please share that with them. Please like and subscribe on all relevant podcasting channels and join us again for more No BS Dialogue that empowers you to take all things to the next level.